evening we wrap up that entire conversation talking about the anointing of the spirit um, thank god for last week wednesday i believe you were blessed we were talking about ministry gifts apostles prophets pastors teachers evangelists um and for some of you what happened to you after last week was that you began to sense um a dimension on your life which is just which is a bit beyond the operations of the gifts in your life but you you began to sense a a transition into the office um so my words to you stay faithful stay faithful remember what we said there is the micro church context which is in your small groups stay faithful there uh once you have a word of prophecy once you have a evangelistic initiative once you're a pastor in there teaching there not just for your leaders but for the members also not just for the cell pastors now but this is for the entirety of the church that is the level one group where you begin to manifest these gifts and you begin to pay attention to these offices and then you graduate to the level of the local church all right and then you get to a point where you you know that this is now a gift to the body of Christ. The, by the body, I mean trans-denominational, I mean trans-cultural, I mean transnational. as you will identify. Look around us, a perfect example is our senior pastor here in KICC, who isn't just a blessing to us in KICC, but has crossed the bounds of nations, the bounds of continents, the bounds of cultures, the bounds of denominations, you get there by a track record of faithfulness. All right. So that's my words to you as we, we kind of wrap that up. And we have our conversation on the anointing of the Spirit. Boy, isn't it going to be a wonderful time this evening? So grab your smart devices for you tech generations, if you're like me. Grab your notepads as we dive into the Word, discussing the anointing of the spirit this is one i mean the only thing most believers know most charismatics know about the anointing is that it breaks the yoke what it is they don't know what the yoke is how the yoke is broken they just know the anointing breaks the yoke and maybe they know that they have uh, bottles of olive oil in their houses and it has to be olive oil it can be canola oil can be avocado oil it has to be olive oil um Someone said, well, you can use any other oil as far as it's not palm oil, you know. <laughs> Praise God. So this evening, by God's grace, we are going to be shedding light on what the anointing of the Spirit is. Uh, we are going to emphasize what God's will is for you. How you will identify the need for the operation of the anointing of God's Spirit in your own life. Not just on your pastor's. Not just on your cell pastors, not just on your heads of departments, not just on general overseers, not just on prayer, um, a prayer um, group pastors, not just on the evangelist or the outreach team, but the anointing of God's spirit at work in you. All right, we're going to emphasize that. I trust God that you are going to be very blessed this evening in the mighty name of Jesus. I recall... Um, a few weeks back, during the during the June prayer and fasting, um, one of the Wednesdays, I, I I believe, was talking about a new mantle, a new mantle, and one of the concepts among charismatics, or is used interchangeably is the mantle and the anointing. And there was something I said then 
that I will repeat now and then we'll go into this evening's teaching is that as it appears or as it refers to, to physical metaphors, all right, the mantle, it, it's, it's a garment, it's an overcoat, it's like a suit, like a cape, like a, a blanket, all right, that's what the mantle is. And, and if we were to go in the same thought pattern for what the anointing will represent, then the anointing will be the fragrance or the perfume, all right, that is perceived. Now, the reason why both can be used interchangeably is if you know, all right, and let me just use myself as an example. I do not want to put anybody in the room on the spot, all right, but if you know the fragrances that I wear typically, all right, and I am not in the room and you found a piece of clothing, maybe a shirt, a jacket, a suit, an handkerchief, or, or even a face towel, whatever it is, um, and you're not sure who it belongs to, that's because there is no name written on it and there is no particular identifier. Of course, it's a white piece of towel. It can belong to anyone, all right? But part of the ways we might be able to tell is the fragrance that it bears, meaning that the mantle bears the fragrance. The mantle bears the fragrance, which is why you find us sometimes using those interchangeably, all right? But the anointing itself suggests a fragrance, um, and, and, as, and as far as it goes concerning fragrances, you agree with me that there's levels to it. There's levels to it. There's dollar store fragrance, praise God. There is, someone said pity stop already. It's too early. All right, so it's too early. Let's go into the word of God. Let's pick it up from there. And then by, by the time we are done, I have no doubt. See, when we get back, when we get back, it's going to be fire starting fires. Did you hear that? Fire starting fires. Fire starting fires. There is a there is a massive rekindling. Now, not just at KICC, do not get me wrong. What God has done for those who have positioned themselves rightly during this lockdown is that some have returned to the furnace, a place of refinement, a place of purification, a place of repositioning, a place of, of, of refreshing, a place of re-energizing, a place of refueling. And then when your appearing comes unto all men, people will wonder what has changed. What has changed or part of what has changed is that the anointing has come upon you. Praise God. So what exactly is the anointing? I'm going to give you our working definition for the anointing. Someone is going to say, well, is this in the dictionary? Where is this definition from? Well, this is our definition. Let me, I was going to say something else, but let me just put it that way. This is our working definition this evening based on scripture. All right? Based. Are you still with me this evening? Praise God. I said praise God. All right, let's go to Exodus chapter 25 and verse 6. And while it is on your screen, I want to read out, I'll read it two times or three times for those of you who are taking notes or who want to particularly note this, all right, or what exactly is the anointing? What exactly is the anointing? What exactly is the anointing of the Spirit? Remember, this is our last installment in this conversation. Next week, Wednesday, by God's grace, we start a new topic. I will tell you what it is at the end of this evening. It's powerful. I believe very strongly it might just be um, arguably one of the most important teachings so far that we've done on Wednesday. Even the Sunday series we are beginning next week, Sunday, 
also, let's just leave that for the time of announcements. For those who disconnect immediately, the teaching is gone. So please hang around for the announcements this evening. Praise God. Praise God. Exodus 25, verse 6 is on your screen. Thank you. Now, what exactly is the anointing of the Holy Spirit? I'm going to give you just one definition that we are going to work with this evening. And that definition is the anointing is a tangible fragrance of the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that again. The anointing is a tangible, tangible, tangible fragrance of the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that again. One more time. The anointing is a tangible fragrance of the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. So when we say someone is anointed, oh, she's such an anointed worship leader. He is such an anointed worship leader. Um, she is such an anointed um, speaker of the word. He is such an anointed prophet. What we are saying is that as, as it touches on their ministration or exhibition of the gifts of God upon their lives, every time they stand to do what they do, there is a tangible fragrance which is a manifestation of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Praise God. Are we still together this evening? Um, I read in, a, in an old devotional, I think it's still in circulation, um, the story of a concert where, you know, sometimes you've been invited to a concert, you're not checking what songs this team is singing, what songs that team is singing, and you put them back to back. And in some very rare situations, you find out that the same song, Group B, has rehearsed for weeks to perform or to minister, is the very same song Group C has been rehearsing. So when Group B comes up, Group C is like, oh no, what are we going to do? They just sang our song, all right? And sometimes it, it, it looks very dicey and catchy sometimes, all right? But I read of this, I believe the, the, that account was a true life account in that devotional. Talked about a particular event where there was this very skillful, anointed group. And they had come to sing Amazing Grace. And by the time they were done singing, they sang so skillfully that the entire auditorium got up and gave them a resounding standing ovation and round of applause. The Amazing Grace song, popular church song had not been heard, rendered in that manner in a long time. Solid rendition, all right? Standing ovation. Now, the next person, just after that, guess what? It was the same amazing grace that this man had prepared to sing. So he got there, sang his amazing grace. By the time it was done, the audience couldn't even rise to clap. You, you found people who were in tears, people literally in tears, rolling. There was a mighty move of the Spirit. Now, what's the difference? What's the difference? The difference is that the fragrance, the manifest fragrance, the tangible fragrance on one person was different. And, and, and this is why I know I'm jumping the gun a bit, but we need to remind ourselves that in the kingdom of God, anointing is superior to skill. Anointing does not replace skill. But anointing is superior to skill. All right. I'm not saying we have to choose between skill and to choose between anointing. Of course, if you say that, David will shake in his grave and he will say, I'll come. Do you want to tell me about the anointing? I wrote this praise God with a skilled instrument, shout with a voice of triumph. All right. Although he said joyful noise, that doesn't mean off key, 
Praise God. Praise God. Are you still with me this evening? All right, so it's not like it's either you're skillful or you're anointed. The skill part is what you work on by training. The anointing part is what you accentuate by consecration. Okay, let's not jump the gun. I said definitions, right? Definitions. So the working definition we have is that the anointing of the Spirit is that tangible fragrance of the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. And I will explain that shortly. The manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. Exodus, let's put it back up. Exodus 25 and verse 6. Exodus 25 and verse 6. It says, oil for the light. Remember, we touched this a few weeks back. Oil for the light and spices for the anointing oil. Spices for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense, suggesting to us that the concept, the, you, you, and you know these are shadows, all right, what this would point to in the real full picture would be a fragrance. It's tangible. We can, we can tell that this is anointed. We can tell. We should be able to tell because it is tangible. And it is my prayer that the dimension of the workings of the Spirit of God in your life will be tangible in the mighty name of Jesus. That you will bring flavor to your world. You will bring flavor to the church. You will bring flavor to your cities. You will bring flavor to your family. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So, in the Old Covenant, it was a symbol, the anointing, follow me, the anointing in the Old Covenant was a symbol of being specially set apart. Specially set apart. Specially. So, once the oil comes upon, we know that this, so, and, and, and let me just say this, that shadow picture shows us that the anointing came not only on people, but also on objects. And I know in today's church, there's a tendency to abuse that, but it doesn't nullify the fact that it is a scriptural possibility. That somebody can run with P.D.'s face to well, believing that there is a fragrance left on this. Remember, it was the bones of dead Elisha. The Bible tells us about aprons and handkerchiefs taken from the body of Paul. All right, so there is a dimension of this fragrance that rubs off on our mantles, on our clothing, on our utensils. All right, so, so, and your faith kind of draws out of that. Now, it doesn't mean that God's power is an handkerchief because we, we have a tendency to abuse that such that it now becomes an idol. It's no longer the, the, the presence, it's the residue that people now begin to idolize. But it doesn't rule out the fact that this fragrance not only comes upon people, but upon things set apart. Set apart. Temple utensils, temple workers, priests, kings were anointed in the Old Covenant. Let's see Exodus again 29, verse 7. Exodus 29 and verse 7. And you shall take the anointing oil, pour it on his head, and anoint him. So this is anointing of people. And in other verses, you see, point on things, utensils, to get them consecrated, as it were, set apart. Now, what does set apart mean? We're going to come to that shortly. It means not available for every function. All right, we, we literally could just close the service there and go home. 
what you see today is many believers would have no understanding of what it means to be set apart. Not available for every function. Not available. Now, this is not, this is not me being judgmental. This is not me saying there's anything wrong with that or this or that. I'm not saying I'm not available. I'm set apart. I, I don't know if you're getting this. I'm not saying that your involvement or your participation is right or wrong. Some of us have gone beyond right and wrong. All right? We've, we've left that long time ago. Yeah, Paul, Paul says all things are, are lawful, but not all things are expedient. We've left. Is this right? Is it wrong? Is it in the Bible? Show me. Should I take alcohol? Should I smoke? Should I jump? Is weed in the Bible? We've left all of that. We've gone beyond right or wrong. We're at levels of increasing, deeper consecration. Unavailable for every function. In the old covenant. Now, in the new covenant, follow me this evening. In the new covenant, we see the full picture of what this shadow of being set apart in the old covenant pointed to. We see it now in full, fully unveiled, fully unmaxed, fully revealed in the new covenant. We see that in the new covenant, the full picture is a tangible fragrance of God's manifest presence. Acts chapter 10 and verse 28. Acts 10. And verse 28, it's a scripture a lot of us know so well. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus Christ. Now, Christ, as you know, as you hopefully as you know, Christ is not the surname of Jesus. So, he's not like feeling form, first name Jesus, um, last name Christ, middle name Joseph. No, no, no. Christ means the anointed one. Or some will state it fully. The anointed one with his anointing. The savior, the messiah. All right. So he tells us here the source of that Christos, of the anointing. Our God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Now, every time, because we are good Bible students, every time we see Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus of Nazareth, that is the author emphasizing to you that this is a possibility for humanity. Okay, I hope this is not getting too loaded now. I hope, I hope we're still um, within the, the spheres of a midweek service. Mm. Mm. Jesus of Nazareth. Telling us, now we know, we know, we know that God in flesh manifests the Son, Jesus. All right. Jesus was 100% God, 100% man. The humanity of Christ emphasized by the authors. We'll tell you Jesus of Nazareth. Emphasizing to you that don't rule yourself out. Don't say because this is the son of God in his divinity. No, this is the son of God. You also have become a son of God. You've been brought in by that spirit of adoption whereby you also can cry, Abba, Father, Jesus of Nazareth. Come on, PD of Canada. Glory to God. Our God anointed you with the Holy Ghost. And with power, the anointing must produce results. Went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Praise God. I said praise God. Matthew chapter 4, very quickly, let's see from verse 23. Matthew chapter 4. Jesus went about all Galilee. He was teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, 
healing all kinds of sicknesses, all kinds of diseases amongst the people. This is what the fullness of the anointing was for. His fame went through all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them, all of them, 25 Great multitudes follow him. You can see why the anointing, see. Let me tell you, we're either going to get it right or we're going to reproduce this rightness. We're either going to get this fragrance right or we're going to come with synthetic smells. We're either going to focus on the anointing of his spirit so that we have real multitudes or we're going to synthesize this fragrance and we're going to have false people. Praise God. Praise God. I planned to make it a very chilled teaching, but there's a stirring up on my inside. Uh, I think there's someone pulling something this evening. Praise God. Now, remember our working definition. The anointing is the tangible fragrance of the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, the key word there, there are many key words, all right? But the next emphasis I want to make this evening is on the word manifest. Somebody say manifest. Come on, is that the best you've got? Somebody say manifest. Now, we know that one of the core attributes, and, and now it begins to get very interesting. One of the core attributes of God that makes him God is a nature, a character that none else has been able to reproduce. He has several of them. But one of the key attributes that is irreproducible within any sphere or frame is what is called omnipotent or omni, depending on what pronunciation you go with, omnipresence, omnipresence. That is the ability to be completely everywhere at every time. Everywhere and every time. Everywhere at every time. For, for instance, I am here now. All right, thanks to technology, maybe I'm somewhere else right now as you are watching this, but it's limited. I'm not everywhere. I am not everywhere. But we know, according to Scripture, that God is everywhere at every time. Psalms chapter 139 from verse 7 to 11, the psalmist here is giving us that insight, that revelation by the Spirit. He says, do not reduce God to heaven. Do not think that is where his soul exists. He says, if I go to the highest of the eyes, he's there. If I go to the deepest of the deeps, he's there. He says, if I make my bed in Sheol, he is there. His presence is everywhere, omnipresent. But his presence is not manifest everywhere. 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 Isn't it such a joy? I mean, part of the things I've, I've been grateful for to God in this ministry particularly is, is knowing that he's with us. Not, not just we've seen it in scripture, he's here. No, no, no. I'm talking of tangibly knowing that he's with us. Such a joy. Such a privilege. Such a joy. His presence is everywhere, every time, every time, in the brothels, in hell, in, in, in the worst places, right there, but not manifest. John chapter 2, verse 2. Someone is struggling with this fact right now. I, how can you say God is everywhere? John chapter 2, verse 2. John chapter 2, verse 2. Now, both Jesus 
and his disciples were invited to the wedding. Question, where was Jesus at the wedding? Where was his physical location at the wedding? Was he present there? Yes, he was present there. Did they run into a problem there? Yes, they ran into a problem there. Were they in a dire situation there? Yes, they were in a dire situation there. Is it possible for things to go wrong where Jesus is? Yes, it is possible for things to go wrong where Jesus is. Can things go wrong in a family where Jesus is? Yes, things can go wrong in a family where Jesus is. Can things go on wrong in a church where Jesus is? Yes, things can go wrong in a church where Jesus is. Things can go wrong anywhere. Where all you are limited to is that of the presence. But there is something else called the manifest presence. It means that he shows up. The glory that rests. There is a tangibility. That is where the anointing comes in. A tangibility that we don't just know he's here. We have confirmed. Evidence. Tangible is here. Let's jump down to verse 11. He was there. He was there, but he had not shown up yet. We know how the story turns out, how the best was saved for the last. The Bible tells us this beginning, the word beginning there means this, this, this prototype, this, this precedence. This is the nature of the signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory. Beyond being present, he revealed there was a tangibleness. Manifested his glory. And his disciples believed in him. They were there with him. The anointing showed forth. They believed. It is my prayer that the anointing will show forth in your life. Come on, someone say it like you believe. It is my prayer that the anointing will show forth in your life. In the name of Jesus. In your family, the anointing will show forth. In the name of Jesus, for those watching from other ministries connected to us, the anointing will show forth in those ministries. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So God's presence is everywhere. His manifest presence as a protocol. The anointing is the tangible fragrance of the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. God has not stopped setting things apart. In fact, we've gotten the order wrong. What we want to do or what the enemy has convinced us to do is that we set ourselves apart, then God finds us useful. We try to fix ourselves and get ourselves in shape, then God finds us attractive for deployment. No, that's not how it works. Every attempt by you to fix yourself is already an attempt in futility. Any results you are seeing now by you fixing yourself, write it down. I said so, it won't last it won't last. The way it works is that he fixes us and then sets us apart. He fixes us. He saves us, washes us clean, cleanses us, purifies us, redeems us. He has paid fully, made a full payment with his blood. He saved us. He's told us to drop all of our stress and toil to rest in his love and in his grace. And then when he's found us, he says, now it's time to set you apart. So this is my challenge to you. Don't just stay saved, yet serving. Don't just stay saved, yet serving. Now that he saved you, he's ready to set you apart for a special mission. Child of God, you might not look like it now, hear me? As, as we begin to take this to the next level now, you might not look like the one God should use. 
You might, everybody around you might doubt you. Your best friends might doubt you. The ones that mentored you spiritually might even doubt you. Maybe they saw the greatness, but they didn't know it would be this big. But guess what? God has chosen you for such a time as this that you will arise. You might look like the unlikely one. Your, follow, your followers on Instagram might not believe it. They might be saying, when did, when did this one become born again? When did she start posting scriptures that we begin to see all these things? Some of them will criticize you and say, you've, you've, you've started doing this, doing that. But you know that what came upon you was the oil of the Spirit. What came upon you was the fragrance of His presence. And what you are bringing to your world is that fragrance of His manifest presence. The point is, you might not look like the one to be set apart. But guess what? He sets you apart. He's chosen you for such a time as this such a time as this so god is still in the business of setting apart he's still in the business of consecrating if they can put on my screen second timothy chapter 2 verse 20 second timothy chapter 2 verse 20 remember where we started from you know we are tying it up now where we started from god's plan is a family affair his spirit has been released as a necessary compulsory, mandatory ingredient for his family. Within this family, this family can be seen as a great house. Thank you very much. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some for honor and some for dishonor. But guess what? All the vessels are in the great house. This is my challenge to you watching this evening. You might be saying, I'm born again, I'm fine, I'm saved, I'm fine. Um, this, this, today's teaching sounds like, you know, too much required, too much. I'm just fine where I am. I, I'm, I'm in this, I'm a part of this family already. I'm already in this great house. Yes, you are in the great house. But beyond being in the great house, God's great desire is for you to have great purpose. It's for you to have a great use. It's for you to have great fragrance that your life won't just count as an existence of he came, she came, and he left, she left. Uh, they, they, they breezed past them. But that generations after you will be grateful for your obedience and for your consecration and for your ab availability in this great house. Not, not see, being in the great house is not God's challenge. His blood has paid for it. The, the question is, to what purpose will you be separated for in this great house? 21. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Prepared for every good work. Prepared for every good work. So, biblically, what can we identify as the recipes that will make us to be carriers of this fragrance? Recipes that will make us carriers of this fragrance. And I'll just walk us through a few points. We'll round up and we'll pray together. As we pray this evening, I want to encourage faith to rise on your inside. I want you to trust God for an impartation. I want you to trust God. For some of you, you are saying you are just watching. If if I was in the room and I saw people falling and stuff, maybe by faith, you don't need all of those now because you're in your house. All right. I want faith right there where you are to rise and for you to trust God for an impartation of His Spirit. 
All right, to trust God. I'm going to say one more time, to trust God for an impartation of his spirit. The hungry will be filled this evening. I'm going to say that one more time. The hungry will be filled this evening. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. The number one, the number one. Now, see now, this is not qualifications to go to heaven. No, you're already in the great house, remember? You are already in the great house. If you believe in Jesus, you are born again. If you acknowledge, all right, it's very it's as simple as ABC. You acknowledge your state, all right, your sorry state and your need for a savior. You believe in your heart that the work Jesus did is good enough for you. His death, good enough for you. His burial, good enough for you. His resurrection was for your own sake. And you confess him with your mouth as your Lord and Savior, all right? You receive that gift of grace by faith. Salvation. You are saved. You are in the great house. You are in the great house. But if you are going to be separated, separated as a vessel for great use, remember, set apart, set apart, set apart, not available for every function, set apart, then you are going to have to pay attention to these. Number one, non-negotiable purity purity i believe one of the biggest scams of the grace message that has poisoned this generation is not so much as to bring a toxic lie to the body that's that's part of it that's a very big part of it I believe that the enemy is scared of an end-time move of God's Spirit. The enemy is really baffled about what our understanding of purity and the grace available for us to walk in purity, what it can achieve. So he looks for scripture-backed or pastor-backed, celebrity pastor-backed grace misbehavior such that these people can be in a great house but unavailable for great work. The enemy is scared. Scared. Child of God, this is not a legalistic, judgmental teaching. This is the reality of God's word. The grace to walk in purity is available. I think that's the first conversation before, before we even say purity. is for you to know that it is possible and the grace to walk in purity is that somebody saying impossible, not in this generation. You've not seen Twitter. You've not seen Facebook. You've not seen Instagram. You've not seen Snapchat. You've not seen the things going on on TikTok. Purity is impossible. Let's tell ourselves, let's be real. Let's be real. It's not possible in this generation. Hey, you will be heavily mistaken. God is Alpha and Omega. <laughs> this generation is not new to him. This generation is not strange to him. There is always a remnant. There is all, see, you can't tell me this, grace, uh, this great house is only, is only, I'm just holding myself not to say useless vessels. You can't tell me that's all that is in this great house. That you have refused to maximize the grace available for purity doesn't mean that grace is not available. Come on, look for, look for two people by your side. Give them a high five. Say, it's possible. It's possible in this generation. Come on, tap them. Let it sink in. It is possible by his grace 
in this same generation to live a life of purity. Come on. They didn't believe you. Look for someone else. Look, and if you're alone by yourself, look for a mirror somewhere in your room. You can walk around and look for a place that you can see yourself. If there's nobody say in this same generation, there is still grace available to live a life of purity. I refuse to believe the lie of the devil. I refuse to believe it. I refuse to accept the lie. Exodus chapter 29 and verse 4. Exodus chapter 29 and verse 4. And Aaron and his sons you shall bring to the door of the tabernacle of meeting. You shall wash them with water. After they've been washed, then the oil can come. First Samuel chapter 16. First Samuel chapter 16 from verse 1. That is an interesting story to read and I need to explain it to you because the Bible says Samuel in preparation for the sacrifice made this request. But we know that the concept of using sacrifice, there was an alibi for Saul. The real deal going on here was a preparation for the anointing. A preparation not for sacrifice, but for anointing. Alright, let's go from verse 1. God says, I've rejected Saul. Get your horn of oil. Go to the house of Jesse. Let's scroll through this. Let's go quickly. Verse 2. Verse 2. Verse 3, let's just go to verse 3. We've summarized this. Verse 3. Let's go to verse 4. Verse 4. All right. So Samuel did what the Lord said and went to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Do you come peaceably? Verse 5. And he said, Peaceably I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Code word. For I have come to anoint the new king. I have come to anoint the chosen king. Now in preparation for the anointing, sanctify yourselves and come with me to the anointing. Good word. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the, good word, anointing ceremony. Praise God. Praise God. Number two, non-negotiable. The anointing comes by impartation, not by education. We cannot replace the anointing. And I know this is a word for my generation. We've become a people that are easily sold by eloquence. Once you see someone prim and properly dressed, once you see the background with the lights and the fog, then you are sure that the presence of God is there even when you know that everything going on there doesn't line with the Spirit of God. What we've agreed is to accept a lie in exchange for what is real. The anointing isn't a product of education. It is not a product of many words. It's not your ability to speak well. Glory to God if you can speak well. Thank God if you are educated. Bring it. Bring all your degrees. Bring it. Lay it down at his altar and pay the price of consecration to receive his oil. So that your education has purpose. Your eloquence has purpose. And in the absence of the education and the eloquence, guess what? The anointing makes the difference. It sure makes the difference. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 4 to 5. Hebrews 5, you don't, you don't say, now I have a large following, I'm ready to go. No, no, no. Hebrews chapter 5, solid scripture. One that I hold on to, at, and I'm going to say this very sincerely. At times when this job feels very tough and impossible and you just want to let go, you remember scriptures like this. He says, no man takes this honor to himself, but he who is called by God, just as Aaron was. Verse 5. 
He says, so also Christ did not glorify himself to become a priest. But it was he who said to him, you are my son. Today, I have begotten you. The anointing is poured upon. You don't create it. You don't create it. You don't go to the mall. You don't buy it. And I'm going to come to that shortly. You don't buy it. You don't buy it. We've seen evidence of, in scripture of people seeing the anointing, admiring the anointing, and their next response was, I can pay for this. We don't buy the anointing. We don't set up the anointing. We don't strategize the anointing. It comes by impartation. Glory to God. First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 14. First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 14. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. It says something came upon you. I think it's Romans chapter 1 verse 11. Uh, it's not on the screen. He says, but I longed to be with you. Paul speaking to the Roman church. That I might impart to you some spiritual blessings. That there might be a transfer of certain graces. There is a fragrance that I carry, that I long. There is a dimension of my letters to you. But more importantly, there is something that comes upon you by impartation. And I want you to trust God this evening. Trust God this evening. That tonight is your night. Tonight is your night. Tonight is your night. Tonight is your night. I'm saying it one more time. Tonight is your night in the mighty name of Jesus. Number three, non-negotiable, non-negotiable, is that no task is menial in this great house. There are no small tasks in this great house. Number one, purity, non-negotiable. Number two, not by education. Remember, we said we don't have to choose between skill and the anointing. It is already expected of stewards to be faithful. Your skill is already an assumption that you can sing well, that you can play well, that you can speak well, that you will study well, all right, that you will prepare well is already an assumption. Then the anointing comes upon it that there is a difference between those who studied well, between those who sing well. No task is menial. Number three, we must all desire the anointing of the Spirit. Acts chapter 6, verse 1 to 4. Acts chapter 6, verse 1 to 4. Acts chapter 6. Thank you. It says, now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying, so there was growth happening, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distributions. Now, this, doesn't, this sounds like a logistics problem, right? Not a spiritual problem of demonic interference so he needs to you know do any spiritual stuff he says then the 12 summoned the multitude of disciples and said it is not desirable that we should leave the word of god and serve tables all right so there is the ministry of the word and the ministry of tables so there is ministry of dispensation of or dispensing i should say dispensing spiritual truths and also dispensing all right tables as it were he says let's go on let's go on um therefore brethren seek out from among you seven men of good reputation full of the holy spirit and wisdom whom we may appoint over this business 
full of the Holy Spirit. Every task in this great house requires the anointing of the Holy Ghost because some are already listening to this and they are saying this is just for pastor. This is just for, you know, men of God. This is just for women of God. This is just for the ministers. Oh, we are blessed by anointed ministers in, in KICC. Bless God for them. I'm just going to be faithful, serve under them and be blessed. But God is saying, I am raising you up. For the task that you have been appointed to do, it is as important. It is important. If you are a greeter, there is a difference when the greeters at the door are anointed and when they are not. If all they have is just training to smile and to smile, oh, welcome to church, such joy to have you. All right. And when the anointing comes on that smile, someone who comes in with a spirit of depression, right at the door, no service, no prayer prayed, no hands laid, no worship released. Already, things already happening at the door. From the car park, from the car park, directing people, just say, park your car here. Immediately, they are receiving direction for their lives. We need the church to arise to this level. There are no menial tasks in this great house. There are no menial. I can't emphasize this enough. There are no menial tasks in this great house. This idea of my job is more important than yours, it leads us to, 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 to human idolatry. Human idolatry. Human idol, everybody is, 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 is confused and, and bereft of direction until pastor comes. The pastor comes with the power, displays the power, and leaves with the power when, when he's done or when she's done. There are no menial tasks. No menial tasks. At my duty post, anointed, full of the spirit. Whatever it is I'm doing, parking cars, opening the door, being an usher, singing, leading worship. All right, we've, 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 we've elevated some roles more than the other. I don't think anyone needs more than this qualification. Full of the Holy Spirit. It is my prayer that you will arise. Come on, say a big amen. It is my prayer that you will arise to the fullness of God's destiny for your life and you will begin to bring forth this fragrance to your world in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. How exactly do we grow in the anointing? How do we grow in the anointing? How do we grow in the anointing? All right. Two points. I will call it an evening. Two points. Number one, humility. Number two, fasting. Number one, humility. Number two, fasting. If you're going to see yourself move from increasing levels of manifestations, you're going to have to pay attention to these two. Humility and fasting. You will need to mortify the flesh so that the Spirit of God can gain maximum expression. We will need to mortify the flesh so that the Spirit of God can gain maximum expression. You will need to mortify the flesh so that the Spirit of God can gain maximum expression. Humility. Humility to accept that, Father, I'm skilled. You've blessed me. All right. But I'm not doing this based on skill. I won't deceive myself to believe I can talk. People who can talk, <laughs> people who can talk are, you, you don't understand. There, there, is, there is a need for, 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 for me to lay down everything and say, Father, what I need is your anointing. Humility. Humility. Humility for you to, to admire from a distance. Someone who carries a grace that you admire. 
and you can say very clearly, God, this is you at work in this person. You are not explaining it away. You know, God just, some people just get gifts, you know. Some just, no, no, no. When, see, everything you explain away, you give a permission for it not to express itself in your life. You explain it away. I know we always talk about everything you disrespect. Yes, I'm coming to that. But even what you explain away, don't explain it away. Sit, learn, observe. Sit, learn, observe. Sit, be humble, sit. It doesn't matter who it is. The person might be older than you. The person might be younger than you. Maybe they started yesterday or maybe they started 50 years ago. You sit, you learn, you observe. Father, submit myself to the leading of your spirit. You are humble enough to honor. Humble enough to recognize and discern and to honor. I know honor also in our times has been stylishly abused as just if I see a grace, then I go after it and I just sow, I sow, I sow. It's almost looking like you have to buy this thing. You have to buy this thing. But honoring doesn't necessarily mean sowing money. Wake up. That's probably the cheapest thing for you to do. The hard part is in honoring the grace. Interceding for a ministry. Say, Father, I love what you are doing in this life. Setting a time daily. Saying, I'm going to pray for this vessel. That they will finish strong. This, this, this trajectory that are going on from glory to glory. Everybody is expecting the news of a scandal. Everybody is expecting the news of a fall. Father, but keep them going. Keep them going. That's honor. That's honor. When you hear people speaking evil about them, have you prayed for this person? That's honor. Honor is not necessarily defending what is wrong, but insisting on what is right. We won't talk down what God is doing. If it's right, we glorify God for it. If it's wrong, we call it out yet, but not with a spirit of animosity. It's a spirit of grace and restoration. And prayer to be upheld, to continue to bring flavor to the world. You can honor on your knees. You can honor. You can. You can honor. Number two, fasting. 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 I can't, I can't emphasize this enough. I think you know that we do not joke with this in this ministry. If you are going to see this fragrance grow, if you are going to see this fragrance grow, if you are going to see this fragrance grow, you are going to need uncalled fasting. That means, okay, ICC, fasting that is not June, fasting that is not December. It's going to be systematic. It's going to be fasting that is on instruction. Ah. The good news is that God's grace is available for all of these things. God's grace is available. I'm a living testimony. Some things that I will, I could literally sign a check and tell you I can never in my life do this. They become effortless today. Effortless. Not because I became more super, but I reached to a new level of the grace available to me. As a ministry, some of the things we are doing now, we have no business doing them based on our age. But we've reached out to a level of grace that is available. This grace does not check age. This grace checks hunger. This grace checks sincerity of heart. This grace checks your humility. This grace checks your consecration. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9, as we begin to wrap up this conversation. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9. Says you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, therefore, your God has anointed you. 
You have loved righteousness. You've hated lawlessness. Therefore, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to 9. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to 9. Just breathe your name upon me. Breathe. Can bring it up a bit. Let this mind be in you with which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Your day is your name breathe Lord. Spirit of God has started the work already. Just breathe your name upon me breathe. But made himself of no reputation. He made himself of no reputation. Made himself as subscribed to the school of Aiden, to the school of the cocoon, a place of being formed, a place of being molded, a place of being shaped, a place of being prepared, taking the form of a bond servant, coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient. This is the mind of Christ to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Verse 9. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him. This is a possibility. This is a possibility in the great house. This is a possibility in the great house. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. And with that, we continue. Now, the name of Jesus. Just breathe your name upon me. Breathe. Let that be your prayer this evening. Just breathe your name upon me. Breathe. His grace is available. Place a demand. Place a demand. Just breathe your name upon me. Breathe. Your day is your name. Breathe, Lord. Just breathe your name upon me. Breathe. Just to, to make this full. Just the way there are various fragrances, the anointing of the Spirit has, as it were, concentrations. There are sometimes you sense a powerful teaching anointing flowing. You know this is not just you talking or speaking. Sometimes you flow, you, you, you perceive the healing anointing flowing. You, you don't even have to call out any particular conditions. You just begin to see them in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes I, I, I know this is, this is very easily misunderstood, but there is an anointing for favor. There is an anointing for prosperity, as it were. There is a grace that makes these things possible. That makes these things possible. Just breathe your name upon me. Breathe. Just breathe your name upon me, breathe. Your day, why is your name, breathe, Lord. Just breathe your name upon me, breathe. Two prayer points this evening or two categories of persons. The first category, you are saying, I am not even in this great house. I am not even in this great house. I am still struggling with my sin. I am still struggling with meaning. I am still struggling to make sense of my existence. 
I am still struggling in life and you talk of a higher life you talk of these possibilities when I, I, I still try to grapple now listen to me it's possible you've been in church for so long it's possible you've, you've even been giving titles and positions but you know you are not born again you know that you are not born again you know you are not born again you know his spirit does not reside in you all of this teaching series will be a waste if you will continue your pretense let today be the day of salvation just breathe your name upon me breathe i want to agree with you this is the spirit of god convicting you not another day of false existence today is a good day of salvation you can keep the title you can keep the position you can keep all of those but don't lose your soul in the process today is that day of salvation today 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 right now not tomorrow not next year right now right now right now the spirit of god is doing a work on your heart right now right now right now he's taking away the shame taking away the guilt ah right now some of you have seen things in the church and you've become seared you've become you've become you've become seared you can't believe what you saw and you think it's now all a joke spirit of god says to tell you i am real i am real I am real. I am real. I am real. There is an invitation for you to come into this great house. There is an invitation to come into this great house. What a God. Yes, it's a great house. But he's made the preparation for you. He has your access ticket. You say, well, I don't have things to wear. He says, I'm ready to take off that. He says, you should put off the old man and put on Christ. He says, we've got everything ready for you. All is ready. You come. You come into this great house. You come. All is ready. Prepared for you. Come in. I don't know why I'm taking time on this, but there's someone struggling right now. Someone struggling right now. Someone struggling right now. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. The future ahead of you is brighter than whatever pleasure of your past. Let it go. Don't be afraid of consecration. The consecrated life is not boring. Let it go. Don't say I'm young when I'm a bit older. Let it go. There's so much God can do with you in your generation. Let him start today. Yeah, young lady. Yes, I'm talking to you. Let him start today. Let him start today. God wants to use your story. Your embarrassing story. God wants to use it to his glory. Those are not just rhymes. That's his will. Father, I agree with your sons, your daughters. They've heard your word. They've been convicted by your spirit. As they make a decision for you, let your spirit invade them. They receive your life. They're empowered by your spirit to live a life that pleases you. Thank you, Father, because they are changed. Their names are written in the Lamb's book of life. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Category 2, all of us are going to partake, including myself. The Lord says, come hungry and I will fill you. He says, come hungry and I will fill you. We want to trust God for an impartation of grace, an impartation of his spirit. And there's going to be a requirement for you to take an action. 
a spiritual action if you are watching on your phones if you can drop your phone right now if you are watching on the laptop or the tv i want you to stretch both hands to that screen with anger with anger you might just be saying it's just a screen you might just say i was just on the phone with pd some minutes ago now this is not this is not a normal moment discern this moment there is about to be an outpouring a transfer of impartation and i'm going to give you just a few minutes for you to receive this some of you it will be tangible some of you it will be a deposit in your spirit whatever category you fall into i want your faith to rise and hunger to be stirred up on your inside as you trust god for an impartation of his grace he says no man no woman no organization no church takes this honor upon itself it is given it is given and there is a release this evening there is a release this evening there is a release of graces anointed for healings anointed for miracles anointed for exploits anointed for evangelism to the nations anointed for souls in their millions anointed for clarity to a generation there is a release there is a release please bring the strings up stretch your hands forward to the screen now and say father i receive your anointing i receive the anointing of your spirit Come on, begin to say it. I receive the anointing of your spirit. I receive the anointing of your spirit. I receive the anointing of your spirit. I receive my impartation of grace. I receive the anointing of your spirit. Today is your day. Tonight is your night. Mandele Come on, one more minute, one more minute. Press in, 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 press in. Rakotol as if I have a baby. Hey, Kashalabagayama, press in. Hey, just breathe your name. Ha, what a mighty God you are. What a mighty God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hey, an army rising. What a mighty God you are. Ah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank ah, thank you, Jesus. 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 Hey, ah, I, I look like I am standing, but right now there is rejoicing on my inside. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, he has confirmed his word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you the glory. 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 Come on, magnify him. Our response is worship. We can't pay for this. We give you the glory. 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 Thank you, Jesus, for how you have moved in our midst this evening. Thank you for the work you've started in your children and in the body of Christ. Thank you for an army rising, a people of power, a people of strength, 
people who are now unavailable for every function, but available for specific functions of the master. We give you the glory. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have come on, come on if you can. Wherever you are, jam your hands together and give the Lord a big shout. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.